You're listening to How We See It, a look at issues and ministries that are having an impact in our community and world. If you missed any of today's program, you'll find a copy on Spirit FM's SoundCloud page. There's a link to it at myspiritfm.com. Now, back to our program. It appears every night on the local news we hear about rising mortgage rates and people being priced out of owning a home. And even more troubling is the jump in available properties for rent and the escalating payments associated. On top of this, we have families who not only cannot afford rent because they're being priced out, but the everyday necessities, things that come up, the car breaks down. They don't have money now for the bus to get to their job. So how is Catholic Charities and the Diocese of St. Petersburg helping? Joining me today on How We See It is Sandy Agramati, the Director of Grants, Contracts, and Services for Catholic Charities. Thanks for coming in today and talking about a program that I've heard of and we've mentioned on this program, Pathways, Rapid Rehousing. Tell our listeners how Catholic Charities helps with this Pathways program. So our Pathways program is basically either Rapid Rehousing Assistance or homeless prevention. The rapid rehousing assistance is funding that is used to essentially rapidly rehouse homeless individuals, households with children or without children. And the homeless prevention is funding that we utilize to keep people housed to avoid an instance of homelessness. So do the people contact Catholic Charities and say, hey, look, right now I'm paying $1,500 a month for rent. My landlord just came to me and said, we're raising it to 1800 or you've got 30 days to sign this contract or I've got somebody at the door waiting to move in. Do they reach out to you and say, hey, can you help me out with the extra 300 Typically, we don't really work with clients that are stuck in bidding wars. In that type of situation, we have case managers that would work with the client and try to get them into more affordable housing, something that's within their price ranges. You mentioned that bidding war. Rent has become a bidding war. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah. So we were seeing it a lot in the past year where because the price of rents have gone up so drastically, we would be contacted with people in our uh, rapid rehousing program and they would say, hey, we found an apartment. It's perfect. It's wonderful. I love it. We would then contact the landlord. We would start the proceedings, the paperwork, and they would come back and say, well, you know, the rent that we told you was 1300 I found someone that's going to pay 1400 Would you like to pay more than that so that I can give you the apartment? So it did become quite of a bidding war just to get housing. And we're seeing that more and more. Landlords are taking advantage of that. I believe it was Pinellas County is trying to put a referendum on the next ballot to say, hey, we can only raise the rent 5%. Correct. Yes. Does Catholic Charities get involved with any of that political side? We do. Uh, the city and the county, when they're getting kind of ready to retool things and put out new funding for services, they do ask the input of the local nonprofits and community organizations that are the ones that are out there, boots on the ground, providing the assistance. So we do have input. Ultimately, they do decide where that funding goes. So broadly, what type of assistance do you guys provide? Rent, utilities, that kind of thing? Rent, we do. We provide rent, mortgage, utility assistance. We have funding from HUD through THHI, and we also have funding through City of Tampa. TICO uh, is a big supporter of our programs for utility assistance. Catholic Charities is the main hub for assistance through a TICO share program. So we provide utility assistance through the whole state of Florida through that TICO program. Anybody that has TICO as their service provider, so gas or electric, and United Way, EFSP funding, which is a very useful funding source. It provides rental assistance and utility assistance as well. 
We talk about rapid rehousing. Right. Oftentimes they come to you and say, look, I got 30 days. I mean, how quick can people get the assistance? So the rapid rehousing for the person to qualify for that program, uh, they have to meet HUD's definition of homeless. So they have to actually be homeless. The rapid part of it is not, unfortunately, as rapid as it should be. They're on a wait list for uh, quite some time. It's a coordinated entry list. Every organization providing rapid rehousing services will pull from that coordinated entry list. It's a master list. They are able to then kind of go down the system. Sometimes we reach people, they've already received assistance or family members have helped them or they just don't need help anymore. It's not as rapid as it should be, though. Are there priorities given to single mom with children versus just the the couple? I mean, when you got kids involved, that's a whole different dynamic. It is. Hillsborough County and HUD, they provide funding, rapid rehousing money for families specifically. So those are separated in different pots. We do have a rapid rehousing program for families with children. They're all processed with a VI-SPIDAT, and that gives them a rating and on a scale and that determines their acuity. So that kind of determines where they're placed on that master list. So I know that Catholic Charities partners to get some government funding. You're not just privately funded. How does that work? And are, are there strings attached to a lot of this? We apply for grants when there's, they basically put out a NOFA and What's that? Uh, um, it's a notice of funding okay. availability. And we apply for funding, we design a program, we submit it, they like it, they award us the funding, but they do have their guidelines. So each funding source is a little bit different. They tell us what income the participating clients have to have. They have to meet a specific income. They have to meet HUD's definition of homeless. And they have to be able to, once the assistance is complete, they have to maintain. So the rents have to be reasonable rents so that that when we're done providing the rental assistance, when we've rehoused them, when they're stable, they're able to continue on their own and they no longer need assistance from any government or nonprofit. I'm seeing for for a a decent apartment, $2,000 and up. What's the the nominal, the minimum rent these days for housing someone? Are we, are we talking like $1,000, $800? Catholic Charities has a lot of its own affordable housing. Those rents are sincerely, honestly affordable. The rents that we're seeing in the community are up there, I would say probably about twelve or 1300 for a one-bedroom, easily. Small one-bedroom. Small one-bedroom. Yeah. How many people uh, or households do Catholic Charities and Pathways assist? So annually, we help around 3,500 households, probably somewhere around 5,000 individuals in those households. How do they apply for assistance? I mean, do they go to your website, fill out a form, call you guys? Prior to COVID, it was easier to be hands-on with people. Aside from the health concerns, obviously, which we still have with COVID, the number, the volume of people needing assistance has increased so drastically that we're just not able to keep up with it. So we had to streamline our process as we moved into this whole pandemic phase of life. Everything is now computer. Computer. It's easier. We're sure that we're providing assistance to the people that are coming in the order that they're coming. 
So yes, they would go to the website. We have some form or other of pathway services in each one of our counties that we serve. The funding really depends on the cities, the counties, their funding availability. Hillsborough gets a lot more money than our other counties. Pinellas is right behind it. Our three northern counties receive less money, but they're also less populated. Right. So it balances out. Mm-hmm. Sort of a sliding scale. Thing. Right. Yeah. So for assistance, they would visit the website, select the county they live in. And then if there is funding available, they'd be able to complete an application. Once that application is submitted, they get a confirmation of it. And as soon as they come up in the queue, someone reaches out to them. Talking with Sandy Agramante, the Director of Grants, Contracts and Services for Catholic Charities here in the Diocese of St. Petersburg, talking about how you may possibly be able to receive some assistance if you need through Catholic Charities. Now, we had mentioned at the outset and a moment ago, rent utilities, but that doesn't pay for, we just talked about computers. Some people can't afford the computer and their kids have homework to do or today everything's computerized or the car breaks down. Right. Medical bills. There's a medical. Exactly. Those funds don't necessarily cover that, do they? Or does Catholic Charities or the diocese step in? So the diocese is our biggest supporter when it comes to our friends in need, which is our unrestricted funding. They always donate to Catholic Charities. And because of that funding, we're able to provide assistance to people that are low income they don't qualify for any of the other larger funding sources because of the funder's guidelines. So we're able to provide that assistance. We're able to buy medication. We're able to fix a car, buy a car battery so they can get to work, provide computer if we have the ability to, at that point with funding, purchase a computer, pay for internet. Those are the things that kind of fall under the radar that there's really no support system out there for, but could really make a difference in someone's life. If they could just get to work every day, then they don't end up homeless. They don't end up behind on their rent. So uh, is there checks and balances on, okay, we're giving you $200 to pay that for that car. Instead, they use it on something else. We never provide the funding to the client. Okay. It always goes to the vendor. So in those instances, we would write the check to the place that is fixing the, the, the car, car okay. or to the pharmacy or, you know, it, it's, it's never, the client never gets a check in their hand. Okay. You mentioned case managers. Yes. Do you have enough? We have as many as we can afford, afford to have. <laughs> right. Yeah. You'd yeah. always love more. Does the government help you out in that? Or is again, does that come through private donations? Some to- of the funding provides for a percentage. Most of the funding that we apply for requires match. So we're required to put in a specific amount of money. That's typically an operating cost and staffing. Mm-hmm. We could always use more. That's where the difficulty is. We could touch more people's lives if we had more staff. The funding, however, does not necessarily cover all that. Right. School's starting back up. There are a lot of kids in the program yes. that need assistance. Spirit FM, Catholic Charities are doing a back-to-school drive. Yes. Talk about that in a minute. So we do have our Rapid Rehousing Program and our Pathways Program. The children in those households... I, I don't know. I mean, I know I just did school shopping for my granddaughter and that was pricey. That was a lot more expensive than I remember it being in the past. So it's difficult for these families who are just scraping to get by to provide all of these items for their kids in the school year. These are sometimes larger families too. It's not just one kid. 
So yes, we partnered with you and St. Paul Catholic Church. They're so kind to us every year. They do this school drive and we received so many donations. However, we're always short. We're short on a lot of the basic supplies for kids backpacks, notebooks, pens, pencils, even clothing, even clothing, school uniforms. So they were able to collect some donations for us as well. And with that funding, we were able to buy some uniforms that we were missing and some backpacks, but we're still kind of short. Anything that we can receive to provide to these families, it's very useful. Where do people drop off? I know that you can find some of those drop locations on our Spirit FM website. They can also make cash donations to you guys, too. Absolutely. They can make a cash donation. They can go to our website. They can text the word affordable to 91999, or they can mail a check to Catholic Charities, P.O. Box 40430, St. Petersburg, Florida, 33743. And if it is a check, they can just include back to school drive on the memo. They can also drop off donations at our Tampa office, which is located at 2021 East Bush Boulevard. Most of those details can also be found on our website at myspiritfm.com or at ccdosp.org slash donate if you want to make a donation right there on the Catholic Charities website. Sandy, uh, thank you for the the hard work that you do. You've been at it for more than two decades, as I understand. Yes, years. How rewarding is that? Very much so. I always tell people I feel like this is my family. This is my second home. Spending as much of my life here as I have, I've seen this agency grow from a $1 million agency to last year we had $22 million in Mm. funding that, that we're able to provide assistance to people and build affordable housing and And we have a new mental health program and we have free and charitable medical clinics. And it's just, it's a passion. Sandy Agramonte, the Director of Grants, Contracts and Services for Catholic Charities here in the Diocese of St. Petersburg, has been our guest today. And that's how we see it. Thanks for listening to today's program. This presentation and others like it are made possible by supporters like you. If you'd like a copy of today's program, make comments or suggestions, and to help us keep this important programming on the air, visit myspiritfm.com slash howwesee it.